Hello, I'm Pat. And I'm Ben. And welcome to Podventure Time. This is yes, episode welcome. three. Episode three. Thank you for joining us again. If you don't remember or you haven't joined us before, the, pres- uh, the premise of our podcast is that I have never seen the show uh, Adventure Time, and Pat is a super fan. And Pat is trying to convince me to like this show, so I have been watching several episodes at a time, and uh, and we end up discussing those. Right, so we like to do uh, two episodes of Adventure Time per episode of the podcast, and so today we're looking at episodes three and four in season one. Uh, that would be Prisoners of Love and Tree Trunks. Yes, indeed, indeed. Should we uh, jump right in? Yeah, let's, uh, let's head right into Prisoners of Love. You know what? Before we jump into anything, let me make sure that I say thank you to Will Yates. We keep forgetting to do it because we are not good at podcasting, but we really owe a lot to Will for allowing us to use our theme song, which is Date Night from his EP, I Know the Feeling. He also has a brand new EP out. Uh, You can check it out at willyates.bandcamp.com. The man is an electronic music genius, and we love him. Thank you, Will. Okay, great. So, Prisoners of Love. So, as the, uh, as the newbie to the episode, let me see if I can recount a little bit of what this episode is so everyone knows what we're talking about. Um, in, in general, or uh, in... Sus- can't come up with the right word for that. In summary, that's the one. There in summary, uh, the, our heroes, Jin, Jake and Finn, have been sledding through the snows of... You know what? I don't know what to call the world they live in. Do you know what the world they live in is called? Yes. So the world in general is known as Ooh. Uh, I don't know if we've heard that yet. And then there are no. various kingdoms. And so Finn and Jake appear to be trespassing in, this, in the, uh, the Ice Kingdom. Okay, got it. So they are sledding through the snowy hills of Ooh, and they end up in the Ice Kingdom. The Ice Kingdom is ruled by the Ice King. Yeah, he's finally here. Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's a big guy. He's a big character. I am just meeting him for the first time. Uh, and he, the Ice King is voiced by uh, the same voice actor who does uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, that's very true. And uh, I enjoyed the Ice King. But uh, in general, the Ice King is not a happy guy and is very upset that Finn and Jake have been trespassing. And so he freezes them and brings them to his ice palace, ice castle, and throws them in the in the dungeon. But they're not the only ones in the dungeon. It turns right. out it turns out that the Ice King has been slowly capturing princesses from other lands and imprisoning them in the hopes or in the expectation that he will uh seduce one of them and he and... actually uses the word seduce or no never mind that's in the next episode that oh. we actually hear the word seduce my mistake but yes uh he's not so much interested i don't think ice king in in seduction as he is in in finding a wife he makes that very clear that he wants to marry a princess right 
and he uh, his general plan is to put them in prison for long enough that one of them comes around eventually and thinks he's a cool dude and wants to marry him because that's the 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 other thing i notice is that he he wants the princess to almost come to the decision on her own in a certain right. way like he he wants the he wants the princess to be interested in marrying him one of the princesses cuz he's got lots of princesses including lumpy space princess who i met last episode that's right uh and somehow princess bubblegum managed to avoid being uh captured this episode uh by ice king but you're right there's all kinds of princesses and this is a a running theme through the show is that the it, the world of oo is it appears to be divided up into many different kingdoms, and each kingdom has uh, a princess, if not other types of royalty. So we meet characters like Slime Princess and Hot Dog Princess. Uh, Lumpy Space Princess is there. Uh, oh, um, Berry Princess. Um, right. Yeah, there are lots of different princesses, and they each have some kind of weird uh, <laughs> personality slash body slash character quirk. Right. It's interesting that you. I. That's interesting. You tell me that they are. It's a world filled with princesses. That is very much. Then it. So basically, uh, the adventure time. You know, our our hero is a twelve year old boy, Jay, uh, Finn, and the world is filled with princesses. That's very much in the, uh, what I would call the Super Mario style of adventuring. Right, and it's it's um, it gives Finn. The the princesses are very frequently, anyway, sort of the the object of of Finn's adventure. He he's a hero, obviously, who who wants to. He has to have somebody to save, and so mm-hmm. I think that that's a reason that we have so many princesses in the Ooh. Mm, okay, so a very uh, very fairy tale sort of style of uh, of adventure telling here. Uh, right, a hero, a hero saving a princess, which uh, I think is in, uh, I think is. Uh, interesting because I think this episode particularly dealt with um, the concept of, I guess the concept of love, but maybe more so the concept of of uh, being decent to women. I suppose. Right. It's almost it's almost about consent. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. It's about consent. That's the one I was looking for. Right. The uh, the Ice King has imprisoned women princesses and uh is trying to force them to love him or to marry him at least even if they don't love him and right. he is threat and he's threatening them that if they if they don't if one of them doesn't eventually do it then he'll freeze and or kill the lot of them right he is this sort of archetypal evil wizard character villain but then um so you've got Finn the hero, Finn and Jake the heroes, and you've got the princess is looking to be saved, and then you have this archetypal villain who's captured them. But uh, one of the things that I really like about the show is that that's really sort of just a jumping off point for all types of other um, explorations of, of interesting things, where I think it goes beyond being a kid's show. Like, you, like This episode appears to be the Ice King struggling to understand consent. Right. Uh, I, uh, I, I like this episode. I like the Ice King as a character. I like how uh, impotent he is as a villain in sense. Uh, he is 
the sen- he's the he's the source of a lot of ridicule and and in the end he turns out to be eminently beatable like uh they the way they get out of this here this predicament is that Finn and Jake and the princesses pretend to be having such a good time in the jail cell that it entices the ice king to come in and party with them at which point Finn just beats him up right um, <clears throat> Finn really uses the Ice King's weakness against him here. I, the the Ice King, as much as he's this sort of cartoonishly evil wizard, really just wants to be liked. Right. And so uh, <laughs> when Finn invites him into the cell by pretending like they're having a great time and they want to party uh, and then betrays him, I almost, fe- I almost felt bad for Ice King in that moment. You almost do. But, but he is consistently enough of a sociopath that you don't have to like him. He's a classic bully. He's a you know he's he's a uh, he's someone who is physically intimidating uh, other people, but in the end is is actually searching for uh, companionship. Right, and I I love that you said sociopath because one of my favorite moments, probably my favorite moment from the entire episode, especially uh, given what I know about Ice King, is when he gets knocked out and he's dreaming and um, the a character you'll you'll later learn is named Cosmic Owl straight up tells him to his face that he's a sociopath (laughs) right yeah he's floating through dream space or or space in a dream uh and yeah comes upon the floating cosmic owl i like that part as well um a part that i really enjoyed and this is sort of from our discussion uh on last week's show about what are the elements of truth that um Adventure Time is clearly dealing with. Sometimes they're large, like last time I think they were dealing with the truth of being a teenager in uh, in the previous episode we talked about. But this time uh, there's a lot of truth being discussed about consent and things like that. But there was one little moment that I, that just tickled me. And it was early in the episode. The Ice King has um, frozen Finn and Jake for trespassing and he is carting them in a wheelbarrow up the mountain to his castle and at the very top he complains about how tired he is and he stops to get some trail mix he picks a bag of trail mix out of his pocket and then rummages through it and like discards some of the pieces like he gets an almond and says and says no and finally finds a a yogurt piece and he's like "Ooh, yogurt chip and he eats it exactly That that is one of the that that was such a moment of truth for what it is to eat trail mix i it tickled me to no end i i felt exactly the same way and i think anybody who's who's been camping knows this type of person who is the asshole that picks through the trail mix like that's not that's not the deal that's not how trail mix works you just eat it especially if you're sharing a bag now this may have been ice king's personal bag of trail mix and so he has the right to eat in whatever order he chooses but if you're sharing a bag of trail mix and you're picking out the m&ms or you're picking out the yogurt chips that says a lot about the type of person that you are yeah that was that was uh if nothing else besides physically attacking finn and jake the the moment where he picks through his trail mix uh really shows the ice king's character i think so yeah and and it it's at this time where you know he's the super powerful wizard and he's frozen them but then he has to push them back up to his lair in a wheelbarrow so he's got all these these weaknesses and flaws and yeah definitely uh as he is suffering through a time of weakness and he says oh i need to get a magic back and then we really see who he is because he still bothers to pick out the good parts of the trail mix like a sociopath 
Yes. Like a sociopath would. Uh, the other thing, the other detail that really tickled me was uh, it was never referenced at all, but it was part of the background uh, of the ice palace when they're in the jail cell. You see the Ice King's bedroom, essentially, which is, he essentially has like a loft apartment. It's like the, ca the castle is like this one room. It's got a prison in it, but his bed's there too. And his drum set. Uh, right. But on the bed, there's like, like a couple pieces of underwear and like an extra robe and his his laptop is open as if he were <laughs> as if he had been like laying on his stomach on the bed watching whatever streaming something on his uh his laptop like a total like sl like slumming it bachelor would do exactly and, uh, and I thought that that was just an excellent detail yeah i mean we 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 just we learned so much about uh <laughs> about ice king i think in this episode um we we get to see the inside of of his of his lair and it, i mean everything just fits into his character so perfectly he's got this drum kit and of course on the bass drum is written number 1 babe uh and he uses the drums sort of as this confidence building you know look how cool i am i'm going to play the drums to try and impress the princesses but it just goes back to like his his desperation to get someone to finally like him, but he does not know how. Yeah. I, uh, I think this is a great episode. The, uh, the final, the final scene when they are, have the, when they have escaped and, uh, Jake has made himself enormous so that they can all ride on him using his magic, po magic powers. Uh, and all the princesses are riding to safety with Finn and, uh, the slime princess is, is that right? Yes. Either, slime princess. Say, either blob princess or slime princess. Uh, slime princess uh, <laughs> really comes on hard to Finn, and uh, and I and thought Finn does great. not know how to handle it. Right, Finn does not know how to handle it. He, I thought that was great because the way they Im imbued such a intense sexuality into what is essentially a blob of mucus. Uh, right, I thought it was hilarious. Slime Princess kind of stays sexy, actually. Okay, <laughs> uh, I've been, yeah, I've actually, been warned. I, <laughs> I, I wanted to ask you. So, in the first two episodes, Jake didn't really uh, use his power. So, when all of a sudden you see what Jake can do, what did you think? It goes completely unremarked upon. Well, so it was surprise. Like I said before, it was surprising to me how easily defeated the Ice King was, but maybe what I'm remarking on is how surprisingly strong Finn is. Oh, oh, you're asking about Jake. I'm sorry. Uh, Jake, Jake's power to get big. Is that what you're asking about? Right, right. Yeah. I was... So this is something I'll talk about, I think, in the next episode, but I did notice that in both of these episodes, Jake really upped his game in terms of being a magic dog. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I completely misinterpreted your question and went down a path of Finn's power because I don't think that I had seen Finn in such an active fighting role. Yeah, yeah, that's before. true. Right. In, in episode one, he, he has to work with the candy people, so he doesn't really beat anybody up on his own. And it uh, seems but, a little. It seems a little more panicked. Like it's not as in control. 
Mm-hmm. Like it's, but in this episode, he he handily beats the tar out of uh, out of the Ice King, and and that was surprising to me. And, yeah, but it, but but then you know I we'll talk about next episode. But you know he continues that path. Like he is certainly an adept fighter. Yeah, Finn's pretty tough, and and then Jake has these powers, and uh, to a certain extent, they're used in the show just sort of as uh, what I <laughs> what my friend Jeff would refer to as a Nick Fury plot gun, uh, where Nick Fury will show up in comic books with a gun that seems designed specifically to advance the plot. Um, I think sometimes either Finn or Jake will find themselves in a situation where the show's starting to get a little boring, and so then they'll just start to whoop up on somebody. Got it. All right. Fantastic. Um, well, I've started to talk about the episode four enough that maybe we should just transition over. Yeah, let's move right on into Tree Trunks. Okay, Tree Trunks. Um, so Tree Trunks, uh, first quick plot summary, Tree Trunks is a elephant a very tiny elephant who happens to, who seems to be older in age sort of like a grandma style character but she does have an older voice um yeah. and do you, do you remember tree trunks from episode one with her hot buns i don't know okay well so i guess it's it, it comes with having watched the show a million times so uh as finn is getting everyone in the candy kingdom into the castle he says uh tree trunks get on in here with those hot buns and she's literally carrying a basket full of uh, like steaming baked goods. Got it. Okay. Uh, so, so we we have met Tree Trunks one time before, but very briefly. She was she was at the slumber party panic. Okay, good to know. I did not notice Tree Trunks before, but this episode revolves around her, so there's no ignoring Tree Trunks this time. Uh, she is a tiny elephant who loves to bake, and is uh, sort of a grandma character or a, a figure for Finn and Jake. It seems uh, they love her very much. And she bakes them delicious pies. Um, but the, uh, the adventure really gets going when uh, Finn asks Tree Trunks what her ultimate wish would be. And Tree Trunks describes that there exists a crystal apple that in somewhere in the world that is uh, said to be perhaps the tastiest apple ever. It's the and apple she, of apples. The apple of apples. And uh, so... She would love to partake. She'd love to take taste the apple of apples, and uh, and Finn and Jake immediately decide that well that they should go on a quest to find this apple, and they should bring tree trunks along. But exactly, apple... it's it's basically Finn and Jake were just looking for an excuse to head out on an adventure. Right. I think Finn explicitly asked tree trunks like, if you could do anything, what would you do? And I think he probably knows that he's gonna head out on an adventure to help her do that. Yeah. And uh, so they do, and they head out on an adventure. It takes them into a very deep, dark forest, and the forest is full of creatures. Um, and what happens is that Tree Trunks, being such a sweet character, does not recognize evil for what it is, and always is trying to uh, give evil characters gifts or, or be very gentle with them, and it, it leads Finn and Jake to continually have to panic and uh, save her from danger, danger that she doesn't even really realize she's in. Right. Uh, so, yeah, Tree Trunks is very, very innocent and uh, wants to see the, the best in everyone, even skeleton butterflies and uh, brain beasts. Right. right. Uh, but eventually they do get through the forest and they do 
find the crystal apple. Uh, they have to battle a crystal guardian to uh, to get it, and I think we can talk about that in a little more detail soon. But then uh, they do get the crystal apple, and Tree Trunks does take a bite, and it appears to kill her. Well, she disappears anyway. Yeah, we do see her as a very... Like, to For all Finn and Jake know, she has exploded or died. Uh, but she, we do see a, a quick cutaway of her dancing somewhere within a crystalline structure. Uh, right. And perhaps she's inside the apple now. I'm not sure. It's not really explained. It's just a very brief scene that then they just go straight to the end credits. Right. Uh, some sort of magic has been worked upon tree trunks. And this is, uh, you'll see endings like this fairly frequently. I think um, it's a one one of the functions of it being an 11 or 12 minute show is that sometimes they're just like, okay, story over. Uh, right. And, and you end up kind of watching the end credits being like, but wait, then what happened? Right. Okay. Well, then I'll have to be prepared for that because that was, I actually had to rewatch. I thought that maybe my computer had skipped or something. Right. And so I had to rewatch the ending to make sure that I hadn't missed some sort of scene. Yeah, it's just a weird jump cut and there's tree trunks and she appears to be inside of a crystal apple or, or something. Right. And but she seems perfectly happy in there. There's no Yeah, the apple apparently tasted good when she does not appear to uh, to regret having eaten it even if she's <laughs> blinked out of existence in the world of ooh. Indeed. Uh so I would say of the two episodes, I liked the Ice King episode more as an episode. Uh, this episode I thought was fine. Um, I'm starting to get used to the pace of the show. I think I'm learning uh, more and more about Finn and Jake every time. Um, this one, uh, well, I didn't dislike it. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was just a little weaker than the Ice King episode. For some I reason. I completely agree. I. Tree Trunks has never been one of my favorite episodes. I do like her as a character, and it certainly has its good points, but I, I agree that Prisoners of Love is the superior episode here. Yeah. Uh, but I do think there were some interesting themes being uh, being explored here. Um, one very simple one. I really like how Tree Trunks is drawn. Tree Trunks is drawn exactly how I would draw an elephant. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, she is drawn, like, it's sort of like a humanish face that someone just made an elongated trunk on. And added big ears too, but like nowhere near looks like a real elephant. But well, right, and her her whole body is just sort of a little like potato shaped thing, and then she's got some stubby little legs, and then a trunk that yeah. comes off of her. Right. The fact that they referred to her explicitly as an elephant uh, made me laugh because I figured they would refer to her as some other kind of elephant like creature, but they're just like, no, this is an elephant. This is how we draw elephants. Right. I this is what great. elephants look like in ooh. Right. Uh, and like we, it was sort of like a we don't know how to draw elephants kind of right moment. Yet she's also totally adorable. I think. Oh sure, yeah, adorable. And that is the other point that I found myself thinking about. This episode, in a certain way, deals a little bit with I think ageism. Go on. Uh, I think that Finn and Jake sort of, like I said before, see tree trunks as a grandma-like figure. She bakes them pies. She's very loving and sweet. Um, and then they take her on an adventure, and they start instantly commenting on how she's bad at everything in terms of adventuring. She's not an adventurer. That's uh, very true. 
and they they basically comment on how she's just getting them into more and more messes. And but in the end, when they have to finally defeat the Crystal Guardian, uh, Finn or Jake says, "You know what? We've got to do this. We've got the way we've got to defeat this guy is tree trunk style." Now, tree trunk style happens to be like overt seduction with cra- with crazy makeup. Right. But so here's where I jumped the gun and, and brought up the word seduce. But she actually does say that she's going to seduce the brain beast. Right. Yes. Yes. She has. She seduces one creature in the forest. Uh, <laughs> she she thinks that's going to be the solution uh, to seducing what is essentially uh, a big ball of snake like right. yeah snake like worms uh things that's all in a ball looks like a brain and, and so uh, she 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 cakes on the makeup and right. uh, starts to wiggle in front of him with the right. uh, with the uh, with the intention of seducing him with her feminine wiles right uh it does not work finn and jake need to save the day on that occasion but then at the end they decide you know what in order to defeat the crystal guardian whose main fighting move is to copy exactly what the other fighter is doing so that there's no advancement ever made in the fight. Um, but they decide to distract him with being uh, seduct- seductful is a word I'm going to say now, which I know is not a word, but being very... Uh, seductive? Being seductive. That's the one. So, you know, I think that's... Uh, I-, I found it on, on a, sort of a second thought on, when I thought back on the episode, I found it to be a comment on, uh, on ageism, how that we often are too quick to dismiss the, uh, the elderly in our lives when they have often have, uh, many skills that we can learn from and use in our own lives and can often be quite useful. Yeah. So, uh, a few things first, it's, it's interesting that the, the main skill that the allegedly old elephant has is, is seduction. Um, and then that's fair. That's, that's a fair commentary. Yeah. I don't the, know. I, it, it, tree trunks, I, I think is, is less old than she appears. Um, and we'll see that later on too, I think. Okay. Um, she, she definitely is a, a fully realized sexual being and she knows it. Um, but what I love about the end of this episode is that Finn and Jake have no idea what seduction is. So Finn's makeup that he puts on is like this terrifying goblin sort of like, he's got like orange or green around his eyes and his face is just painted completely white and he looks terrifying. I agree. That is uh, definitely a, uh, that is definitely not a strong suit for Finn and Jake. They do not. And, and as a 12 year old boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a give him a pass on that one. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he he just sees it as as basically playing dress up. Right. Okay. Well, it's good to learn to good to learn a little bit more about tree trunks because uh, I uh, I'll have to revise my ageism theory. Perhaps if she well, turns what, out to be, but but she's definitely I, being portrayed. She's definitely being portrayed as a grandma in this episode. Like the yeah. whole baking pies thing is that's straight up. That's cartoon yes. grandma yeah, territory, and, and she'll kind of stay in that in that area. She's a very uh, ambiguous character. Um, what I where I kind of agree with you is I didn't see it so much as ageism as just the fact that Finn like convinces Tree Trunks to go on the adventure in the first place, mm-hmm. and then you know she's like, "I'm not an adventurer, Finn." He's like, "Oh, come on, it'll be fine." And then he ends up breaking down and yelling at her because she's not any good at adventures when she wouldn't have even been there if it weren't for Finn in the first place. Mm, yeah. 
yeah, de- uh, Finn definitely goes through uh, sort of a uh, a tragic arc for a little bit there, for sure. Uh, kind of brought down by his own his own actions. Yeah, um, I think Finn is Finn is sort of learning. Um, what it means to be a hero. So he thinks that he can just bring tree trunks along. Everything will be fine. He'll handle everything. He even says, when she says like, oh, I want to, I think she wants to walk around or something. He takes her down off of Jake's back and says, that's fine. I'm cool with you doing whatever you want. But then she wanders off and gets into trouble and he pitches a fit because she's not any good at adventuring when she didn't want to go on the adventure in the first place. So Finn, I think, is really trying to figure out where he fits in the world and where everyone else fits because he thinks he's going to protect tree trunks, but then when she's not a good adventurer, he takes great offense. Yeah. And they're yelling, swords! They pronounce the W. Swords! Which Uh, is a nice touch. I thought that was great, too. Yeah, and it it reminds me of um, a, 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 a guy that we went to elementary school with uh, named Ross Stanforth, who insisted on pronouncing the W in swords in like fourth and fifth grade. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. Bringing 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 back some childhood memories is always right. a good thing. I uh, I think that uh, the the question I have for you is um, the sword. The sword has been in Finn's backpack for most of the other episodes, but never used. If I, I, you know, I would have to go back and find, look and see if it was there before. I think it was there in the Ice King episode, but I'm not sure now. The, uh, but the swords they're playing with are some pretty badass looking swords. Mm-hmm. They are, one of them has like a skeleton as the, at the hilt and, uh, the, or the, uh, like a skull, not a whole skeleton, but then, uh, but they're very, uh, chipped and, Look like they've been in a lot of battles. Are these uh, are these swords that have names? These particular ones, I do not think have names. But <clears throat> Finn's swords will be uh, important plot points, uh, okay. and really um, sort of a his sword changes as his character changes. I'll put it that way. So oh, okay. uh, the the swords are end up being very very important to the to the characters and to the universe. Okay, so it's a it's a Zelda style uh, up leveling, perhaps that may be coming along here. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I noticed was, uh, I think this is more about the how the the show creators see the show working. Is uh, there's a point where Finn and Jake are arguing about whether I think essentially whether they should continue to let tree trunks hang out on the adventure. And Finn is very worried and is providing all these arguments why she's not good to be on the adventure. I think that's what happened, if I'm remembering this correctly. And Jake's only retort is, it'll be fine. Right. No, it'll be fine. It's fine. And he just keeps saying it over and over and over again, like a hundred times maybe. Just, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And it finally, Finn just goes, okay. Right. Uh, Jake often wins arguments with Finn through kind of sheer force of will. I think Finn... Finn gets uh, very passionate about things, but Jake will just kind of be like, he'll get over this eventually. So yeah, he'll he'll say, it's fine, it's fine. Tree Trunk's fine. Uh, uh-huh. And then, of course, she ends up... Well, not being fine. Yeah, she ends up... Well, she gets to where she wants to go, and she does help them defeat the uh, Crystal Guardian. So 
Sure. While she's not a good adventurer, she ends up being fine. <laughs> well, and uh, the what I what I thought it was uh, was good, was funny about it was it was you know it's it's horrible dialogue. It's it's essentially the show writers just going like, all right, we got to advance the uh, advance the plot here, um, but we don't feel like coming up with a whole argument scene, right? With with points and counterpoints, we're just gonna. We're just going to kind of push through it. Right. And you can get away with that in a kid's show. So there are definitely yeah. moments that the it takes advantage of being a kid's show where it's just like, we're ready to move on. And yeah. your short attention span is going to come right along with me. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I was there too. So uh, they, I guess they know, they know their audience. Um, all right. Well, I thought that was... Uh, I thought these were two solid episodes. And uh, if I were to rate... Or put myself on the uh, the continuum of not interested in this show all the way up to uh, super pat super fandom. I would say that these, I would say that episode three moved me forward towards super fandom. Episode four was uh, was a plateau. Didn't move me backwards or forwards. I, I feel much the same way. Yeah, I I think that episode three, especially meeting Ice King. Uh, you really start to see how the, the archetypes are jumping off points for interesting explorations of various concepts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, episode four has a pretty solid adventure, but there's less... Uh, well, I just think that Ice King is a very interesting character and his the exploration of, of, of consent in that episode uh, really elevates it past just... It, episode four is more of just a straightforward adventure. That's fair. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else that uh, you want to discuss about these episodes before we sign off? Uh, let's see. Well, you know, I, I think it's just very interesting. Um, in each of these episodes, there's, there's sort of a word that jumps out. Sociopath, right? How many other allegedly kids' cartoons have used the word sociopath? And then Tree Trunks is this, like, explicitly sexual character. And... She's a little. She's very cartoony about it in that she paints her face and wiggles in front of various uh, male characters, and in that way, it's sort of Bugs Bunny dressing up as, um, you know, a woman to yes. to like seduce Elmer Fudd or Daffy Duck or whomever. But uh-huh. she is. I think that Tree Trunks is more explicitly sexual about it than than Bugs Bunny, who just sort of acts like a woman. Tree Trunks is out there talking about seduction and like really and and her feminine wile she's more explicit and grown up about it than i think uh your average sort of oh the female the the female character is distracting the male character which is about as far as most cartoons go yes i uh i think that's as soon as you said bugs bunny dressing up as a woman i i, I agree with you i think that that is uh is definitely along the lines that that this is going in, but you're right. I think you're completely right. There is more to it here. Um, it, as far as, you know, it, it's still definitely a kid's show. So nothing nothing else, nothing that's going to be uh, too over the top. But certainly uh, more overt. The, the word seduction would not come up, uh, I don't think, in the, in the Bugs Bunny era. Right. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I don't have any, I don't have any great... Great thoughts on this yet, but I I will think about that for next time, and especially for the next time we meet Tree Trunks. I'm excited to see what she brings uh, to the table in the next adventure that she is a part of. Yeah, she gets up to a lot of cool stuff. 
All right. Well, that uh, with that, I think we can look forward to Tree Trunks and the Ice King, and, and I'm looking forward to episodes five and six, uh, which we will discuss the next time on Podventure Time. Thanks yeah. for joining us. It's been my pleasure. And I'm Ben. I'm Pat. We'll see you next week. Even brain beasts get lonely, Finn.